0: So we're holding by Moloch Malaf, where at Paragimel Pasikitess, we continue with the story of the two women arguing in front of Shleimah about the child. The share was started as a Schosil Nishmas, Cheskel Shragab and Avram Yudot should also be a Schosil Nishmas, Rechil Machab and Asher and Chay Melazab and Shem Shanarie, as well as a Schosferful Shleimah for Moshe Ben Miriam, Yosim Nachman Chava, and Chayem Moshe Shua ben Malka. So we saw last time that. I'm going to call the two women just to sort of differentiate between them, woman number one and woman number two. Now, woman number one is the first one to speak, and she is the one who actually has the living child. Woman number two is the one whose child is dead. So it'll just make it easier as I jump back and forth between them to understand who I'm talking about. So woman number one comes into... She, they, the, both women come in together. Now, woman number one speaks first, again, the one with the living child. And woman number one explains to Shlaimai that she had given birth three days earlier, whereas woman number two gave birth one day earlier. And we saw that the children looked drastically different, a one-day-old versus a three-day-old. In addition, woman number one says there was no one else around, meaning there's no witnesses to the events that happened last night. So she continues in Pasuk Yotesque woman number two's baby died in the middle of the night, because she lay on top of him, in other words, she suffocated him, she crushed him by laying on top of him, so the child was cradled against her body, and she rolled over in the middle of the night, without realizing it, and killed her child, so what did, what did woman number two do? she got up in the middle of the night, and she took my child may from near me, and I, woman number one, was asleep. So she takes my living child and cradles it against her body. And then and then her dead child, she puts a cradled against my body. So she, switch, so she switched places between her dead child and my living child so that it should seem as if I'm the one that crushed my child, not her. Now the Mimer Esther says, look very closely at the words of woman number one. She's saying that her child was etzli, was near her, was not becheiko, was not placed, cradled against her body. She was very careful to keep the child at a small distance from her so that if accidentally she rolled over in the middle of the night, nothing would happen to the child. However, the other woman, woman number two, cradled her child against her body. And that's why what happened was she accidentally rolled over on top of her child and killed it. And that's why woman number two was able to exchange the children. Because since the living child was kept at a distance from woman number one, so it wasn't hard to swap the positions of the children Without t- touching the woman, the, she, she, the baby wasn't cradled against her body. So she didn't have to move the woman in order to get the child away. So she went to the child, which was at a short distance away from her sleeping mother, his sleeping mother, took the child away and placed the dead child against the body of the sleeping woman number one. And the Mimer Esther continues, look at the terrible action of woman number two. She cradled her child and accidentally rolled over and killed her and killed that child and still was not careful with the second child, again, going back to sleep and cradling that child again against her body, unconcerned that maybe the same a mistake might happen and the same accident might happen and she might crush the second child. So look at the um, complete disregard that woman number two has for her, the children that even after accidentally crushing the first child because she cradled it against her body while she was asleep, she does the same thing with the second child as well. The Malbamads that woman number one's claim is, I know that there was a switch made in the middle of the night, because when I went to sleep, my child was near me, and when I woke up, a child was cradled against my body. I didn't go to sleep, but a child cradled against my body. So the fact that I woke up in the morning has to be someone moved a child. So obviously what happened is, woman number two stole my child and replaced it with her child, her dead child, that she then cradled against my body, because that's not how I went to sleep. Now, woman number two had to do this to cradle the child because she wanted woman number one to be convinced that she crushed her child. If the child was at a distance, then she's not going to crush the child. So woman number two had to place the child against woman number one's body in order that woman number one think that she had crushed her baby. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but the Redox says that how did woman number one come in with the tina, how is she so sure that the child died because it was suffocated, it was crushed by the mother? So the redact says, because it can't be that the child uh, died from an illness because if the child was sick, other women would have come to visit the child and would have been, they would have been aware that the child was sick and that's why the child ultimately passed away from the illness. But there was no such illness, there was no such sickness. The child was perfectly healthy the night before and now in the morning, the child is dead. Obviously, the mother suffocated it. Ah, you'll ask me a 2022 20, question, which is maybe the child died from SIDS. For that, I can't answer you. You'll have to talk to the Radak about your Kasha. Maybe the child died from SIDS. So, woman number one continues her narrative. <laughs> when I got up in the morning to nurse my child, behold, I found my child was dead. And I studied his face in the morning when there was light out, Behold, it was not the child that I had given birth. So the Malbum explains that her claim now is that, don't respond to me, that maybe I didn't recognize the child because the effects of death changed the appearance of the child, because immediately in the morning, first thing in the morning, I studied the child, the effects of death would not have changed the appearance of the child drastically enough by the morning. Maybe hours into the day, the appearance would have changed, but not right away in the morning. Second of all, she's saying, that she recognized this wasn't the child that she gave birth. That that, that and second of all, and third of all, the tea she recognized that this child was not a three-day-old child. She recognized it was a one-day-old child. It was clear from the appearance of the child that this child had only been born one day earlier. And woman number one had a three-day-old child. So clearly she recognized that it wasn't her child as well as the fact that it wasn't a three-day-old child. And he, the Malbim says that she couldn't claim that I looked at woman number two's live baby and I recognized that that child was mine. She couldn't claim that because Schleiman could simply respond that maybe the two children looked similar and maybe that's why child number two looks like yours but it's not necessarily that that's your child. So therefore, her claim was strictly limited to her recognition of the dead child that was next to her. Or rather, recognition that it wasn't her child that was next to her. So says the Malbim, the woman's claim therefore is that how else did this child get to me if not for the fact that the other woman switched it? Because who else would have switched it? You're going to tell me that a man switched it? There was no one else in the house. You're going to tell me that a ganev came in and from the outside and switched the children? But no one else even knew that we gave birth. It's Mashma from the Psukim earlier that And it says No one even knew that the two of us had given birth. So no one would have come into the house in the middle of the night and switched the babies on their own. And obviously was done with bad intentions by woman number two.